It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Scouts over relied on heavily when evaluating talent. Teams should be drafting for the future and not just immediate needs. It all starts with the quarterback position. Thank you for listening to the East-West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now, here is your host, Fidel Barraza. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Hey, man, great, man. We got a great show today, man. Two good guests. I can't wait to hear from them. Here we are again, right? And another and another doubleheader. Yes, and today the show's actually gone uh, international as I have crossed the border for the day, I am actually located in Ensenada, Baja California, Mexico. So I will be here for the remainder of the day. But yes, today we, we do have a big show. Uh, we actually have two guests, former Redskins and current Hamilton Tiger Cat wide receiver Brandon Banks, along with former NFL and XFL linebacker and founder of Iron Visuals, Quentin Gossip, to join us on the show today. Yes, man. Um, Quentin Goss, man, he got a great story to tell the younger crowd. The pre the pre meet we had with had with him, it was great, man. Very inspiring, and it also Brendan Banks, still a current CFL player, also played with the Redskins. Can't wait to chat with him. Yeah, I mean the the pre the pre production meetings we had with both of them, uh, exciting guys. We're gonna learn a lot, so stay tuned. Yes, but let's go ahead and talk about some NFL headlines. So, biggest news out of the week was Cam Newton signed a one year deal with the New England Patriots. What are your thoughts? Cam Newton, Bill Belichick. Seems, sounds like a, a match made in heaven. It's going to be a great woman. I can't wait to see how, how, how everything goes down. One thing I know about Bill Belichick, he's not going to hand the keys to the car. He's going to go in there. He's going to compete. He doesn't care who you are. He, he's not just going give, to give the job to anybody. I think it's going to be an outright fight. I think, Jared, me, me, my personal opinion, I think Jared Stills is going to end up winning based off experience in the system. This is sick. It's be his second year. And I want to, me personally, I want to see what Jared Stills can do. But, you know, Cam, he's, he's a brand name. He's going to put fans in the seats. So, you know, he'll ultimately probably end up winning it from, from the public view. But, you know, we'll see. Something to keep our own. Overall, when you look at the big picture, wow. I mean, the Patriots are back in it. And watch out. I think that the addition with Cam, uh, Bill Belichick's going to be able to do some things, especially with Josh McDaniels. He's going to be able to do, do some things on offense that they probably have not been able to do for a while. So I'll just tell you this, watch out. The Patriots are back in it. Yeah, I mean, when you think about the New England Patriots, I mean, the one thing that they did not address this offseason was the quarterback position. Uh, So we had talked, you know, on previous shows, like, hey, how come, you know, the Patriots aren't looking at Cam? Well, it looks like they were looking at Cam. It's just they weren't letting people know, and you know, just in your typical New England Patriots fashion way. Um, 
So they were doing their homework and they ended up signing him for one year. Uh, not very much money. I believe the most he can make, you know, including incentives are 1.7 million. If I'm correct. Um, so it's a one year proven deal for Cam. And I, you know, it's like he's very eager to get back on the field and prove himself. Yep. So this may, hey, it's be interesting. Like I said, like I was just saying, something to keep an eye on. And we all know how, how hungry Cam can be. And we all know he's, da- he's very dangerous. Look at that season when they went to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's very interesting to see what goes on there. Yeah, and then also to me, he's quarterback number one in that division now. I was ready to give it to uh, to Tua Tunga Bailoa, but now, hey, take a back seat because Cam's the best quarterback in that division. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, another news. Uh, the NFL has announced it's cut the preseason down to two games. So I believe they're going to play week two and four, and that's the way that they're going to expand that out. So what are your guys' thoughts? Oh, yeah, this, we're starting to see a trend here because first they took away the Hall of Fame game. Now they're cutting out two games. So now it's just going to be – I mean, it's – like I said, this, this, it's, it's, it's starting to really get interesting. Within the next month or so, we're going to know are we going to have a season with fans or are we going to have a season at all. So now I think in the next few weeks, regular season games might be in jeopardy because we, we're, starting to see, we're starting to see a trend now. So, you know, we'll we see how everything shakes out. I mean, overall, this has been in the talks for years, right, about no no preseason games and just go straight into the season. I think that this is kind of playing into the favor of the NFL, right? Testing the water, so to say. But I mean, the main the main thing the NFL is, is focusing on is the safety of the players, of of all the employees and 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 the fans too. So yeah, I think that the the the, the news that is going to be more important is what, like Kendall said, you know, is there going to be fans in the stands? Yes, and then also Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, is reporting NFL teams intend to fly to and from road games on the same day of game day. Man, that sounds like a long day. I don't know about you guys, but that does not sound that great. <laughs> yes, it, it does not. <laughs> it's an interesting wrinkle, especially for, like, let's say, like the like the 49ers, you know, like the teams on the West Coast when they have to do, you know, uh, go play, like, let's just say somebody on the East Coast, right? Oh, my God. That's a gruesome flight. Six hours, seven hours? Yeah, yeah I <laughs> I think with them, I think he was saying that with them, that would be the only exception that they would probably uh, fly out a day before, right? So, uh, well, what but, about the rest of the West Coast teams? I, I mean, I think the the Saint or the Los Angeles Rams, I'm sorry, are going to be traveling quite a bit too. Yeah, yes. I think he was saying he did say that both of them, uh, both all the teams that were going to do those 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 you know those flights, that they were they were going to be the the exception, but for the most part. I mean, they're just gonna get there. On it, it's kind of it's kind of unusual, right? So, like, uh, uh, typically how an NFL game goes is on Saturday they're they're doing walkthroughs, uh, they're doing fi- film study. They fly out. They fly out on that Friday, so they're already in town on that Saturday, and that's when they do the walkthroughs. Yeah. Yeah. So on Saturday, that's what they're that's what they're doing before the actual game on Sunday, right? So when, yep. you, when you when you look at it, they're just gonna get there. Uh, get off the plane, right? And and uh, and I mean, just in, with enough time to get 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 their feet, get their you know, get their breathing back under control, and then it, that's that just it's insane. I mean, it's insane, but I mean, it's for the safety of the of the players and, like I said, the employees. So, I mean, it's going to be something interesting to, to to keep an eye on. Yes, yes, and then also Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones says he will not play under the franchise tag and is willing to sit out the year. If he does not get compensated the way he thinks he should, 
ooh, I mean, this 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 situation here is starting to get is starting to get ugly too. Because the Chiefs, we already know they're gonna have to end up paying Mahomes. You they're not you can't pay everybody. You you pay on Watkins. You gave him an extension in all season. You bought back Demarcus Robinson. I mean Tyreek Hill, Kelsey. I mean you're not gonna be able to keep everybody happy there. Somebody's going somebody's not gonna be there. So like I say, it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens there. And my bet is Chris Jones. He always say you know he's not gonna play. So I mean, and I, and I he look what Le'Veon Bell did a couple years back with the Steelers. You know, he, he ended up still getting a decent deal by the Jets. I'm like I say, it's gonna be interesting to see what goes on there. And I definitely think, um, man, I, I don't think Chris Jones gonna end up playing with the Chiefs. Yeah, I think that when you look at Chris Jones, he's, I mean, he would be in my like the way when I look at football itself, he's second best to Aaron Donald, and he really helps that defense. Like he's the actual motor of that that defense. So, I mean. The thing is, when you look at the landscape, I mean, you got these players that are averaging about $20 million a year, but then you got Patrick Mahomes, who they're saying he's going to break the bank at $40 mil. But when you look at their cap situation, it's it's it, it's a bad – they're in a very bad situation with the cap. So, I mean, they, they can make they can make some magic happen. I mean, they could, they could fix the numbers. But, I mean, for sure, I think he is worthy of a, uh, of a contract extension. You know, for those that, that don't really know, I mean, he was a second-round draft pick. So how much does a second-round draft pick make compared to a first-round draft pick? This guy's overdue a, a contract oh, yeah. extension. For sure. Um, you know what? I think he will end up playing with the Chiefs. One player I am certain that will not play for that team or for their team is Yannick Ndakwe. Uh, this has kind of been going on since the draft, right? He's requested a trade multiple times. And again, uh, earlier this week, he came on and said that he is not going to play for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He wants to be trading, does not want to be there. Yeah, I think a trade for um, I think that trade is going to happen before training camp. I think things are starting to heat up now. I think soon as the, these teams and players they can get into the facility, something can get done with it. He, he won't he won't be a Jacksonville Jaguar week one. I I, I don't believe so. Um, he's going to give you what eight, maybe ten sacks uh, a season. I mean, he's good, man. He's a young player. I was gonna say the the thing with him is that he's still young. I, I the 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 premium has gone on on defensive ends. We we're just talking about it with the Chris Jones. I mean, these guys are getting twenty million a year too. So, who's who's ready to who has the cap space to do so, and who has that need right to do to uh, to actually get get him? The thing is that you know if you're if you're a first rounder, okay, well, it just depends on 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 the teams to to uh, keep an eye out to see who would actually do the, the actual move for it. So let's see what happens. Yeah, you know, it's going to be – the only reason why I think the trade hasn't happened yet is because I think what they were asking for was going to be a lot for him. So we're just going to have to see, you know, maybe, you know, a third, fourth-round pick. I mean, get it done. I mean, I feel like he's worth a third-round pick for sure. And I wouldn't mind my team, you know, trading that for him. He's a young player. Um, you know, he's he's a playmaker. Yes, I think at least a third round of four would be good for him. Yeah, but their asking price is, is way it, higher. It's than a that. lot, yeah. And then also Green Bay Packers have announced the signings of first round draft pick Jordan Love and running back AJ Dillon. Ooh, I wonder what Aaron Rodgers is thinking about this now. <laughs> oh man, he's probably real mad. <laughs> yeah, we all know how Aaron Rodgers can be, but hey. Green Bay, they got the, they went ahead and locked up um, the rookie quarterback. They got and, and also their running back too. So, Packers making some moves, very some moves they should have been made. But you know, nonetheless, it got done. So they're they're on to training camp. Hey, but the headline was Brett Favre suggesting 
suggesting, right, that they use Jordan Love in the same role as a as a taste Mill. Mill. Yeah, so when you look at it, like, hold on a minute. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know that Jordan Love is very athletic, but I mean, he is your future quarterback, your future franchise quarterback. Yeah, he, he's not a gadget player. He's a quarterback. So yeah. let's, let's call it what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. not Taysom Hill. Yeah, so I don't know if Brett Favre was just trying to, like, make Aaron Rodgers feel better or, or you know, just trying to set expectations lower for him or whatnot. But, I mean, for the most part, that was the, the big headliner uh, from, from his whole entire signing was the Brett Favre suggestion. <laughs> Yes, and then also the NFL will not conduct a supplemental draft this year. And then just another side note, the Jets are in talks with free agent Demarius Thomas about a potential return to the team. And that's going to go ahead and wrap up NFL headlines for today. Let's welcome former NFL wide receiver and current CFL's most outstanding player, Brandon Banks. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys. Yes, sir. Brandon, thank you so much for coming on the show. So overall, you know, for our audience, right? Uh, tell us, tell us, who is Brandon Banks? Uh, Brandon Banks uh, is a guy from uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, born and raised. Uh, uh, my grandfather and my uncle was uh, big-time football guys in the area uh, as I was growing up as a kid. So, man, football just been beat into my blood ever since I was able to walk. Uh, obviously, um, I played in uh, Parks and Rec, and um, I actually played at Wilders Grove uh, Park Warner team, and uh, we was actually a pretty pretty good team. Right? We actually was ranked in the nation. We took a couple of good trips to Florida, and it was just a good good childhood playing football. And I, obviously, I grew to love for the game, and all I all I knew was football. I brainwashed football, uh, and then um, I, I went to Garner High School. Uh, had a great career there. I also played basketball, track. Actually, in uh, 2006, uh, I was uh, actually the number one track runner in the United States in my class. And so that was pretty dope. Uh, to be honest, uh, I was getting more uh, college attention in track than I was in football, obviously, because of my size. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm only 5'7", 150 pounds for anybody that doesn't know. But um, I didn't, obviously, I was being told that football was going to be a tough way to make a living for myself due to my size. So track would be my way of making it out. And uh, to be honest, I didn't really love track like that. I just, I just did it because I thought it was an opportunity for me to be successful in life. So I actually, you know, started going in 06 when I became number one in track, I actually start uh, doing 18 under and world tour. So I went overseas. Uh, I went to like Poland and I went to Beijing and was running an 18 U world track team and actually i got homesick i'm 18 years old i just graduated uh high school and uh i got homesick so once i got homesick i said i want to go play football and once i came back and play football uh, i had to go to junior college because i signed a nike deal so due to the the ncaa amateurism i couldn't go to a division one 
So I had to go to a junior college. So I ended up going to a junior college all the way in Cal- Bakersfield, California, for two years. Um, and had a great football career out there. Uh, went to a national championship out there. Unfortunately, we lost. Uh, but I broke a couple of records. And like I said, I, I, I became a big-time no name in football, in the sport of football, uh, my two years in junior college. Then I, I obviously uh, signed a, a full scholarship to Kansas State University. Uh, so I left California and went to Kansas. Uh, it was a pretty dope experience for me. Uh, going to Kansas it was a small town, Manhattan. They call it Little Manhattan. Um, it was a pretty dope experience. I mean, back then it was the Big 12 back then. So all the Big 12 teams was pretty dope and they were pretty ranked in the nation. Uh, guys like Oklahoma was number one then, Texas Tech and Texas and guys like that. So it was a pretty dope college uh, D1 experience for me. Uh, I was the Big 12 newcomer of the year, my junior year. Uh, I led the, uh, the nation in uh, return yards, kick and punt returns. Uh, so it was a pretty fun college career. And then, obviously, I got the opportunity to go to the next level, which was ultimate, my ultimate goal the whole time. And God blessed me with opportunity to go to the Redskins uh, in 2010. And that was my rookie year. Uh, it was a dope experience, man. A dream come true. Ain't nothing like it. Uh, I, I Still to this day when I talk about it, it give me chills because I never thought a guy from Raleigh, North Carolina, who's 5'7", 150 pounds, which is a fact that I'm the lightest player to ever play in the NFL game. Um, it was a pretty dope experience, and it, it was definitely a humbling experience. And, uh, I had a great three three years there. Um, obviously, due to certain things, the, the politics of the game, you know, kind of pushed me away out out the game. So um, I heard about the game in Canada. Obviously, um, I heard about um, Ricky Williams up there and uh, a lot of other guys that I knew that played in Canada. So I I, I look I looked into it and gave it the opportunity. And then once I got in Canada, I realized that the Canadian football game suits my style of play even better than the NFL game does. So I've been making a career ever since then. I'm going on my eighth year um, out there in Canada. I'm in a town called Hamilton, Ontario. And, man, it's a, it's a dope dope culture. Uh, Canada, Canada is a fun experience for me. It's probably the best decision I ever made in my life. And um, like I said, I'm going on my eighth year right now. And uh, last year I'm coming off of one of my best uh, professional career seasons. Uh, I won MOP. Uh, it's called Most Outstanding Player, but it's pretty much the MVP of the league, as you would compare it to the NFL. Uh, I won that last year, so I was pretty much considered the best player in the league last year, which is a dope thing to be honored about. Um, so I, I had a great uh, football career right now, and then uh, right now <clears throat> I'm winding down in my career. I'm getting a little bit older, so I'm trying to do everything I can to give back to the kids and the, the community of Raleigh, North Carolina, to be honest, I want to you know get back to the entire state of North Carolina. But right now, I'm trying to start trying to start small in the city of Raleigh. I actually have a seven on seven camp and workouts that I do each Sunday uh, down in the city. I mean, I'm averaging over two hundred athletes right now. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to cut it down due to Corona right <laughs> now, but um, <laughs> but I'm trying to do as much as I can. But like I said, right now my biggest goal is to, to finish my career uh, healthy. Uh, I probably got about a good two more years in me. Uh, but I'm definitely got bigger goals on giving back to the community and giving back to the the, the youth and the athletes. Uh, get them access to things that I didn't have access uh, have growing up. Cause I remember when I was in high school, I had to fly to Florida just to go to a seven on seven or workout with some exclusive NFL guys. So I wanted to have kids around here in this this area to have that kind of access to things like that. 
So right now, <clears throat> my focus is pretty much being a father. I have two kids. I have a son and a daughter. Uh, my son is man. He all he all me. All he want to do is play football too. So I want to be able to you know coach him in the next couple of years, and obviously at the same time giving back to the youth. Uh, so that's one thing I'm really working on. I got a big nonprofit that Corona kind of slowed me down. But I'm gonna pick things back up with the nonprofit. But um, that's pretty much who I am. I'm I'm born and raised, like I said, in Raleigh, North Carolina, man. I'm just all for positive things and giving back to the community now. Hey, Brent, this is Kendall. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you. Yes. Um, one thing I want to ask you is, how far you think um RG three could could have took the Redskins had he not got hurt? Oh man, it would have been it would have been. Like he definitely would have been a contender, a playoff contender each year. Uh, I can't guarantee no Super Bowls because uh, it's it's tough wearing the Super Bowls in the NFL. But man, RG three was a was 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 a great quarterback. Uh, I think he still is to this day. But when he you know it's all about situation in the NFL. And when he got hurt, man, that was that was it kind of hurt his career. Uh, I think he would have stayed out and got healthy and came back healthy. He would have had a great career, man. I think he would have still been in Washington. Uh, but you know how the NFL goes. There's a lot of politics playing into that. Yes, I hate that injury happened to him because I used to like him. He reminded me of Vic and, you know, Lamar Jackson playing today. And right. And I think he not got right. hurt, he, he could have done some. I'm not like, like I'm not going to say Super Bowl, but I think he could have done some big things for the city, for the state right. of D.C. and all that. And um, another yeah. thing I want to ask, who's one of your most your closest teammates that's they probably still with the Redskins or was with the Redskins while you, while you was playing with them? Uh, uh, man, my closest friend is a Trent Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually just signed with the 49ers. Yes. Uh, he was with the Redskins. Uh, that's my my closest friend. Uh, we talk every week. Uh, I mean, everybody know who. I mean, a lot of people, if you're football fans, you pretty much know who Trent Williams is. He's probably the best left tackle in the NFL. He actually sat out last year, mm-hmm. so you know, his name probably not ringing a lot of bells right now, but. Uh, my closest friend, man. Ever since we actually got to Washington on the same day, we came in. Uh, we was rookies together. Uh, we stayed across the hall in the hotel uh, when we was doing training camps. The first day I met him, and ever since then, man, we've been close. And he's been a straightforward guy, and he's a pretty good athlete. I mean, he's been going, I think, seven straight pro bros. So, pretty dope guy. Yes, and um, and also whatnot. You um, Alfred Morris. What's your take on him? Why you think he hasn't been signed? I know he's been out a couple of years now, and I know you actually played mm-hmm. with him while he was in Washington. What you think? One of the biggest reasons why that he's probably not playing right now. Oh man, um, probably the biggest reason why, man. To be honest, man, it became a pass league up there in the NFL, yeah. and uh, they, I think the back they want bigger backs that can pass that they 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 strength is pass blocking. I mean, I mean, obviously they need be able to run the ball, but. If you you can pass block too at the same time, obviously you're gonna be there. And I think that was kind of his weaknesses. Uh, them big linebackers were coming on blitzes, and he couldn't do the pass. You know, the lead the quarterback dropping back 50, 40, 50 times a game now. So you gotta be able to be able to pass block. You know, the game kind of moved away from our formation. Uh, him running the ball, running back, running the ball twenty times a game. So the game just evolving, man. It's it's nothing to do with what kind of football player he is. It's just the game evolving, and unfortunately. His time has passed. Yes, I appreciate it, Brendan. Hey, Brendan, this is Jerry. Uh, man, so, so far, just I mean, just listening to you, you're so knowledgeable. I mean, it, that just it just stands out a lot. I mean, even giving us the insight about what your thoughts on on a player, like right? And it, it is it is mm-hmm. it is it is insane, right? The game is evolving, right? So, uh, 
I love, right. I love, I love the fact right. that you, you, you know, you're in tune and you understand what's going on. Uh, real quick, real quick, Brendan. Right. So you were saying that you actually had, you were an actual track star. Yeah, I was actually, to be honest, my sister was a track star. And I was just running just to, you know, football guys running. And then in 2000, in the summer of, of 05, or 05, going into my senior year, I ran like the fastest indoor track 60-meter uh, time in the nation in the United States. And then ever since that day, I was like the number one rated track guy. And I never lost since then until I went overseas. Wow. <laughs> Hey, but but going back to that part, right? Because they told they they gave you two options, right? They said, "Hey, if you go the track way, you you know you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna be able to succeed, right? right? But you you love football, so just say if right from that decision you made. Obviously, you you got to to you you you've been able to accomplish some great things playing in the NFL. Uh, you said you won the MOP, right? Uh, so yes, sir. If you, if you were to look back now. Would you would you change that 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 moment in time? I would. I wouldn't change nothing at all. Obviously, everything happened for a reason. Uh, God just wanted me to see another another avenue first and just test the waters. And obviously, uh, it didn't work out. And I was he, obviously he blessed me with the opportunity to do what I really really love to do, what was really in my heart to do. And obviously, I thank God for like my JUCO coaches. Uh, that helped me out to get everything done to get over there and play ball comfortably. Uh, so it was pretty dope experience. Like I said, I wouldn't change nothing at all because, I mean, who knows? I probably, to be honest, if I would have went football straight out of high school, I wouldn't have went to a big-time school like I did with Kansas State when I went to junior college. Thank you, Brandon, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys. Yes, sir. Let's talk about some players that are on the hot seat to have a great season. Kendall, who's your player? I'm going Matt Ryan. I mean, just look, look at what they did in the offseason. They they got him some talent. They got Todd Gurley, the big-name guy. And they got, they got Laquan Treadwell, former first-round wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. They got some more pieces. Julio Jones is still there. Kevin really there. I mean, look, then look, look what the head coach did in, in the draft. They drafted two young defensive players, a cornerback. Um, um, out of Auburn, then they got got a couple other guys. So I think they're gonna have a pretty good season this year. I think there's definitely a lot of pressure on Matt Ryan to perform this year, and I think they have to get to the playoffs this year, or it's gonna be a lot of changes in Atlanta in the coming year. Well, next year. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to stick with the QBs here, right? So I mean, we got we got a couple names here: Mitchell Trubisky, uh, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Jared Goff, but I'm gonna go with Carson Wentz. So, I mean, when you look at the big picture, the reason why I say he's on the hot seat, I mean, the writings are on the wall. They drafted Jalen Hurts with a, with a second-round pick. You know, overall, Carson Wentz has shown that he has the intelligence to play the game, uh, be, a, be a franchise quarterback, but he cannot stay healthy. And I think that it's time for him to answer that, answer that, answer that, that big question. Can he stay healthy? Can he make an actual push all the way into the actual Super Bowl? So I believe that Carson Wentz is on the hot seat, and especially with a Jalen Hurts waiting in the back. I mean, from what I've been hearing and seeing, Jalen Hurts is already working out with Deshaun Jackson. I mean, watch out, Carson mm-hmm. Wentz. You are on the hot seat. Hey, those are two very good players um, that are going to be expected to perform at a high level. But I think I have one better for you. Uh, Derek Carr, 
of my Las Vegas Raiders, man. Hmm. I'm a huge Derek Carr supporter. You guys know I am. Uh, last year, it was a debacle with the whole Antonio Brown situation. Um, they kind of had planned the offense around him, and then he did his uh, shenanigans and ended up not playing with the team. So the players on the hot seat is going to be Derek Carr. I mean, you know, now they're in Las Vegas. They had a great draft. They had a great offseason overall, even, you know, in free agency. So now he has some key weapons, right? He has a lot of wide receivers. Uh, we already know that Darren Waller is a top three tight end in the league. So the pressure is going to be on. Yes, I think that's a good one. And real quick, I said um, the Falcons got a cornerback from Auburn. They got A.J. Terrell from Clemson. That's my fault there. So that's the cornerback that they got in the, in the first round of the draft. Yeah, hey, you know who else is in the hot seat? That maybe we're not thinking Who's about. That? Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Jimmy G. Uh, I don't, I don't, th- I, I don't I think, think so. so. I don't because, think so. I, I mean, let's, let's just talk about the Super Bowl real quick, you know. Uh, at the end of the game, it kind of seemed like Kyle Shanahan was not trusting him to throw the ball. So, hey, man, they got a good team. So, if that quarterback position is, I mean, if it's not solidified, they're going to they're gonna look to fix it. Ladies and gentlemen, help me to welcome former NFL and XFL linebacker, Quentin Goss. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yes, Quint- thank you. Quentin, thank you so much for joining us. If you can, just tell a little bit about you to our audience, please. Yes, yes. So, name is Quentin Goss. Uh, grew up in Rochester, New York. Uh, it's uh, upstate New York near Buffalo. And uh, ended up going to Bishop Kearney High School. Ended up then choosing, uh, had six, six scholarships, so I ended up going to Rutgers University down in New Jersey. Played up there, played in the Big East, played in three conferences while I was there, which is crazy. Big East, American Conference, and then we moved to the Big Ten, and that's where they're in now. So I played there, got a chance to play against some great ballers, man. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, got a chance to play against Melvin Gordon, Amir Abdullah, all the, you know, great running backs and old linemen and all that. And then uh, got – Ended up getting being becoming a free agent. Um, got picked up by well, I chose. I could you could choose when you're a free agent. Choose I chose the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, had a great preseason. Balled out, did my thing. Um, again, politics in NFL happens sometimes. So I ended up choosing. I mean, uh, getting released in in the off in a after preseason was over. Then I ended up. Uh, they brought me back for a day, which was uh, you could talk about that later. Brought me back for a day. Then ended up uh, getting released again. So after that, I, I got picked up with the Patriots literally the next day. Patriots and Broncos, I had two choices. So I ended up choosing the Patriots and went there and then played there for four, for a month. Then ended up going to the Broncos and then, you know, uh, been at the Broncos for two years. And then uh, CFL, then ended up going to the CFL, XFL from there. Then uh, – in between my time when I, you know, when I got out the NFL, I ended up creating a uh, agency, so I cre- or a video production company, and I tr- switched it over to a agency. So now, uh, so I created a company called Iron Visuals. So I was just sitting down, like, man, I want to create something, you know. So I ended up, my brother and I started traveling, went to another country, went to uh, Mexico, went to uh, DR, Colombia. Because, you know, our family's uh, Panamanian, so we're, you know, uh, we're Spanish. So 
we ended up traveling down most to Central America and South America and uh, had a good time. Started filming for like different brands out there, different countries. And uh, yeah, man, build relationships and have transitioned to adding marketing and stuff as well, too, back in 2018. So marketing, branding. So we've been growing and uh, yeah, I've been doing that. And I got a podcast as well. I've been building, so it's called the Life Journey Podcast. It's all about folks from all walks of life that uh, just been grinding, getting 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 it going. So, yeah, that's kind of uh, my story in a nutshell. <laughs> Hello, Quint. This is Kendall. How you doing? Doing good, Kendall. That's good. Uh, one thing I want to ask you: oh, Can you can you um describe the experience, your experience for your first year playing the XFL, XFL, the first, this first year with it coming back? Yeah, the XFL was a great experience. I really had a good time playing there. Um, got to meet a lot of great people, guys that I play with already um, in the NFL that they were there. So it was cool to meet them again and say what's up and uh, win some games with them. But a definitely overall great experience. I know the XFL was on track to making 46 mil for the mm-hmm. year. And, it was, you know, that, that's pretty good profit for coming in with no profit, you know. So I think it, it was pretty good. But it sucks that uh, it had to shut down. But as as the news has been saying, and what you guys are, you know, we were talking earlier to, that uh, it might be coming back, and uh, you know, somebody's gonna buy it. So hopefully that happens. Yes, it's looking like it. Um, somebody might be buying it, might be coming back. So I think that'll be good for a lot of players that's looking to to get their name out there and just you know get some more exposure and play. Because XFL was a good league, I think. And um, another question I want to ask you is, uh, explain playing a linebacker in the XFL in the NFL. Like, is it is it is it faster in the XFL? I mean, well, I know it's probably faster in the NFL. Was it faster there for you than it was in the XFL? I would say it was about the same. The only difference was like they cut down the timing a bit uh, with with the like your break, your rest. So, um, yeah. So I think like just placing the ball down and getting to the ball pretty quick uh, made it, people a little bit more tired. But other than that, I think it was pretty much the same almost. Mm-hmm. And um, are you more comfortable playing like or playing like the outside linebacker or put your hand in the ground and getting at the quarterback? I'm, I mean, I'm I'm down to do whatever. I'm, I'm I've done it all at this point. Yeah, <laughs> <It's been, laughs> in college I was a sandbacker on a four three, um, on the line with my hands up, and going against the tight end, or sometimes going against the tackle. Then you know, and I got to NFL. I played a lot of Mike, Will. Like, I've been all over the place. So I I played in four three three four. I've been in so many different defenses, had to bounce around, but it's taught me a lot. So. It's been good. Yeah, it's one of my main reasons why I ask. I watch some of your highlights on YouTube and some of them on Instagram. I see you everywhere on defense. So I said, I said, this is gonna be a good, a great question to ask them when we get them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh, thank yeah, you, Quentin. Man. No problem. Hey, Quentin, this is Jerry. So, uh, <laughs> so thank you, thank you for coming on the show again. Um, I have a couple of questions myself. So, I mean, when when we, you know. When we look back and we we look at you at your journey, I mean, you've been able to do, you know, actually play at some great places, um, and and you know, tell 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 us and our audience, right? Who who from all your coaches would you say is one of your most memorable coaches out there? Most memorable, Mike sure. Singletary. Mm. Mike Mike Singletary. Um, yeah, I would say him because I would play with him when I was in the AAF, that football league that got shut down in 2019. And um, I would say I learned a lot from him. Like, he actually made my game even better. 
um, by just some simple techniques. But but he did like kind of torture us like in a good in a good way. Like he he tortured us and made us work and made us made sure like he's like this is what I did guys like to get better. Like this is what it takes. And um yeah, like I learned a lot from him and that's actually my my number one favorite player um of all time and my dad always made us me and my brothers do research on on football history because he said if you go play this game you better know who you who the history like what it's about so because my dad's from miami from the south so i i had to learn i had to learn and uh and he was on number one linebacker coach i mean like guy you know of all time and i ended up getting a chance to play for him so it was like an honor you know to to be able to play for with one of the greats you know no yeah for sure i I think that I mean, his intensity from when he played to when he's uh, coaching, you could see it, right? And uh, definitely, I, 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 we did see that one just recently, right? That, 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 uh, that league. Um, so overall, what would you say in in the entire time that you've been involved in football? What's the one thing that you can take with you that football has taught you as a man, as an individual, as a person? Football has taught me, yeah, to be a man, to to be a good. I mean, I'm not a father yet, but it teaches you to like to be a good father. It teaches you to be disciplined, to organize your time right. I think guys that don't take the what they learn in football and apply it to life, that's BS. You know, I think that's BS that they're not doing that because like it creates relationships. Football opens opportunities. Like it, it, it definitely has made me the man of who I am. A great businessman like when i go into meetings i go in like i'm about to, I'm, I'm about to the deal's gonna be closed you know my mentality is not like oh i'm, I'm you know pitter pattering in it nah, like we about to go in here and close it like this is what, what it's all about so like football teaches that i think anybody that's a young you know young kid or like and parents should know this i think sports really help create discipline within uh children's lives and it it really anybody that plays a sport just play a sport man it teaches you so much it's about teamwork about working together and not being selfish and the ones that don't take that that lesson away from it i think that's 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 sad you know but i think that's what yeah that's what it's really taught me great that's great stuff i, I was gonna ask him what, what would you say right to a young player that has dreams of playing in the nfl but i think that you pretty much answered that uh, would you would you like to add anything else to that question? Yeah, I'm actually I'll actually add this to it. I'm I'm actually coming out with a with a football course um, that is gonna and I and I won't spit spit too say too much about it, um, but I am coming out with a course that's gonna kind of talk about some of that stuff that's gonna help um, athletes uh, go to the next level and help them understand uh, the amount of commitment it takes to do it. So. Um, be on the lookout for that. I'll be posting that stuff a lot, but yeah, I think it, you know, it takes a lot. And I, I think, uh, it's time for me to like share that story of how I did it and stuff. So definitely excited to get that going, but yeah, man, I think athletes should just, you know, young athletes, it's a focus, man. You got to focus. You got to have a level of commitment to it. That's none other. So, yep. Great. Uh, Kendall, hey, anything else? Yes. Hey, Quint, this is Kendall again. I want to yeah, ask you a little more about, about the Iron Visuals marketing. Can, can you dive a little deeper in that? And like, and what's the, the biggest point of emphasis about the, um, the Iron Visuals? 
Yeah. So Iron Visuals, you know, we we are a visual branding and marketing company. Um, started out in 2017, and the biggest thing is, you know, we we understand people's future customer, and the future customer is, you know, millennials and Generation Z. And I understand those folks. Like I have cousins, bro, you know, my brothers, and so, like I understand like Gen Z and this younger generation. They're so technology savvy, and it's hard to market to people that are so distracted every two seconds. So. I, cause I've been that person who's been distracted. I've, you know, I, I the hyper kid growing up and stuff. So like, right. I understand. So like, I, I understand how to market to those folks and how to get in their face. And, uh, that's, you know, this, our company, again, creating videos that, that, that capture people, uh, being able to run, uh, Facebook ads, Google ads, SEO, burning people's SEO, get, bring that up on Google. Like that's what we do. And, um, you know, we're, we're damn good at it. And, you know, I, I it's, it's a blessing to create. Is this a blessing? Like again, applying the football mindset to creating a company, and we're nowhere near where we want to be at. But is this a blessing to create something that, like, from scratch, and then you just take off, man? You just gotta go, and it sucks. There's sucky times where it's like you're like, dang, like, should I give up? And then it's t- and then you keep going, and opportunities come and show. Mm-hmm. It's just like you gotta keep knocking at the door, man. You gotta keep knocking at the door. If you don't, if you stop knocking and you walk away. The opportunity was right there behind that door, but you stopped. So he said, keep, he said, I keep going. Yes, I think that's very great, Quentin, because I think a lot of athletes, a lot of younger ones anyway, anyway, they, I think they don't never think about life after football and the different projects and things that they, that they can get into, like if, if their career was to end or if football was to just be taken away because this game can be taken away from you at any moment. So I think that's very good what you're doing right now with, with the Iron Visuals. I, th- I think that's very great. And I'm glad you came on and talked about it a little bit today. And uh, one more thing I want to ask you. I want to ask you about your podcast or whatnot. Um, so is it just – is it you and another, and somebody else is the code, or do you do this yourself? Yeah, I have like a, a small – like, this is another person who helps me with the ad, uh, administration stuff. But mm-hmm. other than that, uh, like, in finding the guests and stuff. But other than that, I mainly go on the show by myself and then ended up, end up uh, interviewing people. So it's – uh yeah, it, I mean, when you go on our page and stuff and you check it out, I mean, at uh, life the at life journey podcast, mm-hmm. and say you know again we, you go on there and there's so many different people on there that from different walks of life, um, people from Ethiopia, people from London. Uh, I just interviewed uh, was his name Jason Pfeiffer from Entrepreneur Magazine, like just people that are grinders, man. Like they they and they drop dimes, they drop not dimes, a lot of gems on the podcast, right. like. You, you could take a lot of that and just apply it to your life. That's so that's literally who I like to speak with on there who can just apply that value to folks and um, keep, yeah, just keep providing value. So that's what it's all about at the end of the day with me. And uh, yeah, just keep pushing it forward. And how, and how long you been doing this podcast? This podcast, I've been on and off with it like the last two years, but this this year, no, it was like, was it uh, last year, end of last year, and then going into this year, I've been very consistent with it. So it's been going. I started it in 2018, but uh, it's been very consistent the last, the, you know, 2019 November-ish up up to now. So we've been going pretty strong thus far. Appreciate so, it, Quinn. Yep. Quinn, overall, just thank you so much for just sh- sharing your football journey with us. Um, thank you for you know uh, the, the insights here and there. Definitely, uh, definitely, we're, we want to keep in touch. And and for our our audience, where can they find you? on your social media yeah yeah thanks um so social media wise you can find me personal at q gauze on instagram 
Uh, everywhere else is a uh, Quentin Gauze on Facebook and Twitter. Um, business pages. So um, our marketing agency is uh, at Iron underscore Visuals on Instagram, and then Facebook is Iron Visuals New York, and then uh, Twitter is just Iron Visuals. And uh, like the podcast is at uh, Life Journey Podcast. So that's that's pretty much it on our on our end uh, with the pages. And oh, and then we my bad. I got an e-commerce store that my brother is the founder of that I help out with. Um, it's called um, Always at Always on Vacation. Yep. So we do, we do a lot of clothing uh, for travelers abroad and uh, yeah, hats, shirts, all that. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much, Quentin. All right, guys, any final thoughts before we get off the air today? Yes, um, I want to appreciate um, Quentin Goss and Brendan Banks for coming on the podcast. Had a great show with the guys, Quentin Goss. I mean, he 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 really he brought it today. He explained a lot of things he's doing off the field with his marketing brand. And also, um, Brendan Banks, what he's doing with the youth, man. It was a great show today. And I, I, I definitely learned a whole lot from both the guys. And I wish him the best of luck in the future. Yeah, something to, stay, to keep an eye out, out for is the uh, Washington Redskins. I believe that they're asking uh, FedEx is, is has the naming rights to the stadium and they're ask, they're asking them to change the name. So that's the storyline to keep up with. Also too, just something to keep a close uh, eye on is the NFL PA is requesting uh, for it not to have a preseason this season coming up. So something to keep an eye on, but that's going to go to wrap it up for the East West football podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening. Have a great 4th of July. Be safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast Networks include Ruby for Female Empowerment, The Best Business Network, and GPN for Geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, The Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, The Interview. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.